my symptoms were like, you know, I had major candida symptoms. I didn't know at the time what that was, but I had massive um, sugar cravings. And the biggest issue that became more and more prevalent was depression. Um, you know, everyone, it, what I have learned as a practitioner now, like everyone manifests differently the symptoms, right? Not everybody, if they get Lyme disease, gets joint pain. Uh, not everyone gets the same symptoms. So my symptoms from a leaky gut, an inflamed gut, um, was was depression. Hello and welcome to the Health Detective Podcast by Functional Diagnostic Nutrition. We bring you interviews from people who have conquered the trickiest of health challenges using the Functional Diagnostic Nutrition philosophy and similar healing modalities. You're going to hear from experts who have been through the ringer with their health issues and yet managed to come out on the other side. If you're interested in natural healing and or functional medicine, congrats, you are in the right place. You can always visit us at functionaldiagnosticnutrition.com. But for now, here is today's episode. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Health Detective Podcast by Functional Diagnostic Nutrition. My name is Evan Transu, aka Detective Ev, and I will be your host for today's show. And I apologize if I sound a little funky on audio today. I, yet again, need wisdom tooth surgery. And if you're wondering, why does he say yet again? What does that mean? It means because two years ago, when I went under to get my first impacted wisdom tooth, removed. I was not smart enough to get all three removed. I'm not actually sure if intelligence is the main issue here so much as it is just plain fear. I think I'm someone who goes back and forth with a lot of this stuff because I know on one end we have completely screwed ourselves over and we actually have made our jaws smaller based on what we're doing without breastfeeding. Um, a lot of kids, and I was not breastfed, we have these high sugar diets and we now know that affects jaw formation. And so on one end, I know that my wisdom teeth are going to have to be removed. And on this other end, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is super scary. I don't want to do this. And I know it's not the worst surgery in the world. Don't get me wrong. But I just, I hate the idea of risking anything sinus-wise or anything in terms of feeling in my lips and tongue. And I, I don't know if I make this clear to some of the people in my life sometimes. They're always like, what, dude, what are you scared about a wisdom tooth surgery for? Well, everything I do involves speaking for a living, right? Like everything I do, I speak and I want to do this for as long as possible. So the idea that I get the surgery and there's a risk of that being affected, I think that's where it comes from more than anything. And plus, my gosh, man, I hear too many crazy stories about Western medicine on this show. I live in a bubble, right? We're not against Western medicine by any means, but when you live in a bubble like this, unfortunately, I think it subconsciously creates an inaccurate picture of things that don't go wrong nearly as often as it might seem when you listen to a show like this. So just something to keep in mind. Uh, but with that said, in terms of speaking for a living, I actually have some really fun announcements on this show. And it's one of the main things that Brianne Gates, my guest today, and I will be talking about. I have been speaking to youth for about five, six years now. It has been one of the best things that has ever happened in my life. It is one of the things that took me from an atheist into being a believer because there is no other way to describe how I feel when I do that work other than it is a spiritual experience. And I will not be stopping it. I'm kind of able to manage basically once, maybe twice a week, uh, doing some things for myself and just really lessening the load. But I did make a decision recently. There was an opportunity that came up at FDN. And I won't say that it was an easy decision, but I'm also someone who is very in tune with his intuition, and I pray, and I'm able to kind of go into certain places and just get some clear answers, even if it doesn't necessarily feel right emotionally in the moment. I can kind of know on this deeper level that something is correct. I don't know if that makes any sense, but I feel like to an audience that listens to this show, uh, it'll make sense to more people than not probably on here, or at least you'll respect it. And so good news for you guys. It's kind of cool. Uh, what I decided to do 
is I did come on with FDN. And so now I will not only be doing this podcast um, for the foreseeable future, I will be one of the course enrollment advisors. That means at any time, if you are interested in looking into the FDN course or you have more questions, um, I am one of the uh, people that'll be available for you to talk to. So it's not guaranteed that you're going to talk to me by any means if you've been listening to the show for a while. Um, Unfortunately, again, that's not a guarantee, but I will be one of the people on there. And so you know, it's a it's a great position. They are very fair about how they work this out. I have done something like this before for FDN, so I, I knew it'd be cool. And the biggest thing for me is just this ability to work wherever I want um, and then still have my business supported because we have this in-person business. I have a few practitioners there for FDN. And so I do more of the sales stuff for the clients there. And then they'll actually work with the clients because that's their kind of passion and they do that one-on-one. I have always felt more called to sharing the stories and I love these short little interactions that come from quote-unquote sales calls. I never really like looking at it like that just because I know how society views that. But I, I love that. That's what gets me going. I love these like short interactions. It's one of the reasons I love speaking. You know, you go in for 40 minutes, bam, done. And then there's novelty from the next time that you go out and do it. So I hope that makes sense. Maybe some of you are like that, maybe not. But yeah, I'm on the team now. I will be focused a lot more on FDN than ever before. I'll be doing podcasts as a guest for them. I'll be doing weekly Instagram Lives once I get these last three wisdom teeth out. Because yes, I was smart enough. I'm going to get all three out this time. Well, the other three out this time. Rather than have to do another surgery in two years. That just sounds ridiculous. Um, Let us know, please. I'll, I'll send you something if this is true for you. If you have genuinely and truthfully been listening since the last time this happened, because now we've been doing this podcast long enough that this happened before on this show, uh, shoot us a DM and let me know and I'll, I'll send you something cool over. I'll figure out something. That'll be interesting. Um, outside of that, again, we're talking to Brianne Gates today. She, at the time of recording this, is one of the other course enrollment advisors. Brianne is awesome. I've only recently gotten to like actually interact with her and I already sensed we'd get along well. But when you get to interview someone and really feel their energy and know what they're all about, I'm like, whoa, we got an awesome powerhouse team here that is the perfect mix of go-getters, but still like very in tune with the needs of the other people. Like we probably refer more people out half the time then we do take them on because we want to make sure that they are in the perfect program course or reading the perfect book, whatever it might be for them. We don't want to bring people into FDN if we know it can't help them in the immediate moment or serve a need that they might have uh, today if they're calling us. So it's just cool to see someone that shares that mix of passion, but also empathy for other individuals. You guys are going to love her story today. My last announcement, this is big. Please don't skip through this because you guys are all going to want to hear this. If you have ever attended one of our Health Space Unmasked events, they are the first Saturday of every month. We bring on a guest lecturer, and it is cool. They will stay on for a couple of hours, typically. Uh, they do a live Q&A, and they really throw down on a niche topic. So last month, well, this month technically, in the beginning of March, we had Dr. Ruth Roberts. She was great because she talked all about functional medicine for pets. It was the first time we've ever even kind of touched on that subject um, in the health space unmasked. And then we just recently had her on the podcast as well to answer some different questions. This next guest for April is someone that you guys know very well, probably, if you are not new to this space. It is, drumroll please. Dr. Tom O'Brien. Dr. Tom O'Brien is a great friend of Reed Davis's, founder of FDN. And he was... um an author of a book that I read very early on into this journey. And I I still remember so much of the information I was exposed to in that book because it it was profound to me. When you are new to this space and you're learning about what is actually scientifically available to us and then you realize it's not even shared in the mainstream. It's kind of crazy. So I read his book, The Autoimmune Fix. I was down at the Jersey Shore. We were on vacation. And I looked like a total nerd. I mean, I usually look like a nerd. But I definitely looked like a nerd that time because, you know, everyone was at the beach. And I was reading The Autoimmune Fix by Dr. Tom O'Brien. And um, he's just an amazing guy. If you somehow don't know who he is, he is an 
expert in all things gluten and autoimmunity and the connections between the two. You will want to be on this one. These are free events, by the way. They're not paid events, so you get a ton of great information. You get the live Q&A. It's really just a fun place to hang out with other health-minded folks. We usually have 100-plus people hop on live, let alone on the recording. I believe Dr. Ruth Roberts set a record for us. I think there was 180 people on live. Um, and she's just cool. That's a testament to her and her topic. So if you guys want to get involved in that, you can go to the show notes or you can type in your browser, fdntraining.com slash unmasked. That's fdntraining.com slash unmasked, U-N-M-A-S-K-E-D. We are looking forward to seeing you guys on Saturday, April. Which one is this? Uh, this is going to be April 1st. And no, this is not an April Fool's joke. We are doing this. It's going to be cool. Without further ado, let us get to today's episode. All right. Hello there, Brianne, and welcome to the Health Detective Podcast. How are you? Hi, Evan. Thank you. I'm good. Yeah, I'm glad to have you here. This one's actually a really cool one, guys, because Brianne and I are in unique positions right now, and we'll talk about this more as we go down uh, the podcast. But not only are we going to talk about her story today, we have a pretty cool announcement. Right now, as of the time of recording this, Brianne and I are the two course enrollment advisors. So if you book a call in the show notes below, like maybe you've been considering the course um, and you want to talk to people that you kind of feel like you know or have built some rapport with, even if they haven't built it with you, right? Like you'll get to know both of us today pretty well. Um, then of course you can book with us and you, it'll be basically be like round robin. So um, you'll get one of us and we're both friendly people. We don't bite. And you can talk to us about the FDN course and see if it is a good fit for you. Uh, but today we'll treat this just like any other podcast for the most part, uh, because Brianne is an FDN practitioner. She has a health story. I've only seen the very basics of this. So I'm like, whoa, this was a lot going on and you seem like you have a ton of energy now, good to go. So I'm excited to dive into your journey. The first question that we always ask on this show is, uh, what were your health symptoms like and when did they start for you? Yeah, um, you know, my health symptoms started at a very young age, like nine months old, I started having ear infections. And of course, at that time, I'm 43 now. So um, at that time, antibiotics were the routine. And I was given antibiotics at nine months old and then given antibiotics every time I had um, an ear infection, which then led to more upper respiratory issues. So chronic sinus infections, strep throat, you know, inflamed tonsils. Um, and then it was just antibiotic after antibiotic for me for hmm. probably 18 years. I probably took around 30 rounds of antibiotics uh, until I was 18 or 20. And we all know now what that does. Uh, so my symptoms were like, you know, I had major candida symptoms. I didn't know at the time what that was, but I had massive um, sugar cravings. And the biggest issue that became more and more prevalent was depression. Um, you know, everyone, it, what I have learned as a practitioner now, like everyone manifests differently the symptoms, right? Not everybody, if they get Lyme disease, gets joint pain. Uh, not everyone gets the same symptoms. So my symptoms from a leaky gut, an inflamed gut, um, was was depression. And it was mood instability. I would be up and be able to do anything. And so I was diagnosed as bipolar in my early 20s because I had this constant up and down, um, which we now know is from a lack of connection from our gut to our brain. So um, I was totally obsessed with food. I was obsessed with stimulants like, you know, diet pills and caffeine. Um, so I really shot my adrenals, you know, really young, like uh, really burn the candle at both ends because I was just exhausted and I couldn't focus. And so I had all of these like broken brain symptoms as Dr. Um, Tom O'Brien would call them. Right. And it was really, really difficult to um, have a, like a linear path to my day. I was um, constantly hungry, constantly craving something, not able to focus. And then um, started in, you know, hormonal issues, you know, acne, um, then chronically getting sick. I got Epstein, you know, diagnosed with Epstein-Barr when I was like 16. Um, and when I was 22, that's when like the bottom fell out. It was like 
I had no energy anymore. I couldn't, I literally like if I was driving somewhere, I'd have to pull over and sleep in the back of my car because I couldn't keep my eyes open. Um, I was always bloated, like always looked like I was six months pregnant my entire life. Pretty much. It looked like I had, um, you know, I was carrying a child, which was really difficult as a lot of people know. Um, and so that was the downhill where it's like, nobody knew what to do. SIBO was and fibromyalgia were just coming on the map. And so I was diagnosed with both SIBO, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome, at around 23. And I changed my entire life then. Like it was, you know, like I was gluten-free, you know, in 2002 when nobody was, yeah, nobody was, nobody even knew what that was. You know, um, I just changed my diet, did as much as I could and a lot shifted. Um, but the, the depression was something that I never had shift until about four years ago. Okay. Wow. All right. Uh, there's more similarities here than there are differences. I, I actually am surprised by that. One, I know most people listen on the audio. I've been working with Brianne for a little bit. I had no idea you were 43, so I think you're a great testament to natural health. This is this is awesome. Thank you. Um, I hope I'm looking that good in my 40s. <laughs> so with the depression, though, and the antibiotics specifically, I find that very interesting because I've never actually even heard someone else word like, oh, by the age of 18, I was on this many antibiotics. And on this show many times, I've said by the age of 18, I was on like 20 courses. Uh, so it sounds like it was a little more, but at a certain point, like you're just frying the gut. I'm sure anyone over 10 courses has completely destroyed their gut, let alone we're talking 20, 30. Um, and it's interesting that you mentioned that depression was one of your biggest things because that's a huge part of my story too, the acne. Now, what I'm what I'm interested in is... You, I don't know how literally you meant this, but you said at 23, which is now 20 years ago, you got quote unquote diagnosed with things like SIBO or whatever. Were those doctors actually looking at those conditions 20 years ago? You know, surprisingly, I went and saw Dr. Mark Pimentel at Cedar sinai uh, who is okay. now the leader in small intestinal bacterial overgrowth research. Okay. Um, so he w- did coin that phrase that long ago, and I was qu- and I was diagnosed with that. Um, however, at the time, you know, the the remedy was antibiotics and mm-hmm. I had known enough not to do that. So I went, yeah. you know, and did rounds and different rounds of antimicrobials, uh, herbal antimicrobials, which would work for a time. And then it would come back because I really wasn't getting to the the root cause, I, you know, just mm-hmm. getting rid of the bugs and like going after bugs um, is not is not the whole story, as we know. Right. Yeah. One other part I related to, and it's funny because I actually, I don't think I, sometimes healing can be slow and we don't always necessarily recognize all these amazing changes that have happened. Right. And you brought up, because I think anyone that knows us now, just, I have only met you a few times and we both know that we're both high energy. That's pretty clear. (laughs) And, uh, that idea that you were driving and like having to sleep in the back of your car, I'm like thinking about it because we were discussing off air how much well, before I was driving and now I never have that issue. And yet I remember before, like even visiting some of my friends in college and I always like just planned if I got like two hours into driving, I would, I'd always pull over to fall asleep or something. And I never once at that age thought that that was abnormal. I'm like, Oh, well, it's a long drive. Of course you're tired. It's like, dude, I mean, yeah, four or five hours of driving isn't fun, but you slept last night. You shouldn't just be like, needing to pat I mean, my eyes are like closing yes. on the road. Like I have to pull over. Otherwise it's, it's dangerous at that point. So I'm um, really fascinating. Now I always like to get into the mindset of people, especially those of us who have dealt with symptoms from a very young age. What was your thought process on like what was going on with you? Let's say even like 18 through 23. I mean, you're getting these diagnoses more and more getting added on, especially bipolar. That's a relatively serious mental health condition to get diagnosed with at the time. Um, and still to this day, right? So what is your perspective? Did you think this made sense? Did you just think this is how you were? Like, what, what was the viewpoint on it? You know, it was, I knew deep down that this was not correct. Like that something was not right. I said, no, 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 this, this can't be my life sentence to have to take drugs. Um, I had already, um, come from a a background where like, you know, my mom had did went to a chiropractor, had used natural uh, substances. I always loved uh, plants and natural medicine. So it was already in me um, as a lover of nature and and believer that God has a plan. And so I was like, Mm -hmm. you know what, I'm going to 
I'm going to just work really hard at learning everything I can. And it was an interesting time because I was a theater major. I was a theater major at UCLA. Like I was going to go and be an actress. And it was like God had a different plan. It was like I just had this huge um, inspiration to learn everything I could about natural medicine. And I luckily I lived in Los Angeles because there's this back in the day, Erwan was not the Erwan that it is now. Everyone has Erwan's this grocery store in Los Angeles mm-hmm. is this very high end, you know, grocery store. But at the time, like when I was in t- early 2000s, um, Erwan was still this like crunchy granola health food store where, you know, it was a place where people would gather to bring new products and to learn. So, mm-hmm. so many uh, days I would just go into Air One and have conversations with people to learn wow. um, about Chinese medicine. I mean, that was where I started making my own decoctions of Chinese herbs. And I would just talk to people on the health food store floor. And that is what really led me to having a passion. And then I started working at Air One. Um, mm-hmm. And then that was, then I learned even more. And I was like, oh my gosh, I kind of melded my training and acting and being an orator and communicator with my knowledge that I was learning. So I just began teaching people naturally um, on the floor right. at Erwan. And That's awesome. it was just passion. This, this, this all connects, I feel like, so much better now. I'm like, oh, okay. And you lived in uh, California. So I feel like they would have been a little more open to this stuff. I mean, that's actually... Uh, part of my story is going out to California to learn from like the natural people. That's that's how I found FDN is I, I went on to California on a whim and uh, I saw Jen Maleka speaking in a health food or sorry, a coffee shop about health stuff. So go figure, you know, that's, cool. uh, that, that's amazing. So at the very least, when you were ready to kind of make this transition and say, hey, you know what? Wow, I want to go this path. But you know, God's got me going this way. You you kind of had those resources to start exploring pretty early on into the the natural side and these more holistic modalities. Yeah, I didn't let um, anything stop me. I just would read and learn. And um, working at Air One, and you you know you immerse yourself on a in a health food store on the on the floor in the natural supplement aisles. Um, mm-hmm. I was I was like a, a rep from New Chapter. New Chapter is a big nutritional supplement company. Um, she came in one day and she was like, she heard me speaking and she was like, Hey, would you be interested in a job? And, you know, at that time, new chapter was like the biggest in the industry. You know, it was like the darling. It had just come out with, um, Mm -hmm. organic supplements on, it was the first organic nutritional supplement company. And so I mean, to work for a company like that was literally a dream come true. Um, it was, the best thing ever. So I was then after that learning, uh, weekly, you know, training. And I was training with, um, Paul Schulich, who is a master herbalist and incredible. Mm-hmm. He founded the company. So we were, I was then inspired daily to, uh, up my game and, you know, really nice. understand what I was putting in my body. You know, medit- it was big. Meditation was very big and mindfulness was very big in our company at the time too. So I was st- you know, being a student of not only physical medicine, but energetic medicine, mind body medicine. Um, yeah. And that was, I was with new chapter for eight and a half years. Very cool. So, all right, let's, uh, let's get the timeline back. So when did you, what age did you start new chapter and where's the health at at the time? So I started new chapter when I was 27. So from the time when I was diagnosed with bipolar, fibromyalgia, all of those things, it was, I was at 23 so between 23 and 27 is really where I struggled the, probably the most um, with my health and just did random jobs. Like I, I worked at Sony Pictures and did like executive, you know, support, supporting um, executive assistant. But it was really, really, really challenging to um, feel good. And it took me probably at least four years to take, you know, to get my microbiome to a place where I wasn't, um, having so many physiological issues of being able to use my brain, like a normal person, being able to have the energy levels of a normal person. So when I started with new chapter in 20, in when I was 27, it, I definitely had my energy back. I was much more, um, what you say? Quote unquote normal. Yeah. It's nice when that finally happens. Cause I, I think, especially with with young people who deal with this 
it it's tough, man. I'm not making excuses. Some people go through worse stuff, but like one of the things that happens is, especially you and I, like we're we're obviously go getter type of people, and so your heart wants to go do all these things, and and you have your dreams, I have mine. But like when you're sick, man, like I remember working uh, odd jobs as well, like my parents' restaurant, I did Uber, all these different types of things, and I'm so fatigued doing them and like you feel like lazy you're like why why can't i just get this going um and then as you start talking to more people you really do realize no okay at the very least if this makes you feel a little better i really do feel different than other people like i don't feel necessarily as bad as they do when they only sleep for four hours you know they can take some caffeine and it works if i take caffeine i feel like hell like this isn't actually working for me so there's nothing better than when you wake up the one day and, and finally start to realize you know what, damn, like I'm not falling asleep behind the wheel at the car or um, I actually can get through a whole work day. It's pretty, it's pretty nice. And for you, I feel like, man, there's, there wasn't any clear structure. You were doing so much research. You had to figure a lot of this stuff out on your own. So I'm glad that it, four years is a long time, but still without the structure, it is nice that you did get there. That's a lot of hard work that goes into that, especially when you're sick. Exactly. Now you had mentioned that the depression near, never really fully subsided until about four years ago. So we're talking about uh, almost 27 to roughly 39 years old. What, this is still one of those lingering things. And I think um, a lot of people have what I, I, I just, it's not clinical for those listening, but I call them like primary symptoms. And the primary symptoms are the ones like you had almost alluded to in the beginning that you know, when some people have a leaky gut, they get this or that, you just get this. Uh, for me, it's my skin. That's the first thing that'll always show and depression second for me. So I will break out before anything else. I might still be in a great mood. If I keep pushing that wrong thing shortly after I notice, ah, I don't really want to get out of bed today. Or, you know, I don't have any motivation to do anything when normally I'm a freaking nut. So, you know, that's what happens. So uh, what was going on in in that almost 12 year span where like, you know, a lot about this, but still this uh, one symptoms kind of like exactly. It was really, really frustrating. Um, you know, I did, I was on and off medication for depression, bipolar. I was diagnosed bipolar two. I wasn't as extreme as bipolar one. Um, sure. but I did take medication pretty, pretty regularly on and off. And I have to say, um, you know, like healing is not linear. So I, I did really, really good for a while. And then I'd kind of have a flare up and have symptoms again and things like that. But it was the biggest blessing and people might say I'm crazy, but was being diagnosed with Lyme disease. Um, when I, when I was diagnosed with Lyme in, um, let's see, that was, was 2018. I had gotten a, I'd eaten some fish in Florida that had ciguatera or a mold. And I gotten okay. so sick. Um, I, that I had an episode of Bell's palsy. I was on an airplane by myself. I had an episode of Bell's palsy. It was very short, but I knew what was happening. Uh, I was like, on oh the my airplane? gosh, this is crazy. Like my whole side of my oh face my is drooping and I'm here I am by myself in an airplane. And then the, the week after I had, you know, diarrhea for five days, I'd go to the hospital. And, you know, I just chalked it up to being uh, food poisoning, really, really mm-hmm. bad case of food poisoning. Well, it was like a downhill decline from that point. Um, I start, I lost about a half a head of my hair. And if, if you can see, I have like, inc- you know, I'm a Leo, I've got a really full head of hair. So losing yeah. half a head of my hair was a huge wake up. Like what's going on with my body. Again, the fatigue started coming in, depression started coming in. Um, I, you know, was really, really bloated. Um, so th- at that point, the, I think the only reason I was diagnosed, I got very lucky a functional doctor, he tested me regular blood test, which usually doesn't come back with Lyme. We all know that right. Lyme lives in the tissue. It doesn't live in the bloodstream. So it's very rare that you're going to get a positive if you're just looking in the blood mm-hmm. without provoking. So I, at the time I was using these patches called LifeWave. Are you familiar with LifeWave? I'm, I'm not familiar so with there are these no. like bio photon resonance patches. So it's very out there, but it really works. So I was using these these biophoton patches and what it did is it irritated the the Lyme bugs enough, the Borrelia enough that they started mounting an immune response and then going into my bloodstream. So I was lucky enough to get a diagnosis even before Lyme was on my radar. So well, it's hard to say that it's not working if that, ha- I mean, that's crazy. So wow. yeah, I, I, I really attribute it to the life wave um, provoking the bugs to out of their hiding place. It started making them uncomfortable. Um, it was a glutathione patch that I used. And okay. um, so from then that led me to a deep dive into obviously biofilm colonies and how these bugs can live 
in your your body and evade your immune system for forever, like literally. Um, so that really, really helped me to, um, and also I learned a lot about phase, um, the different phases of detoxification and the absolute, you know, so, so crucial role of bile. I am a bile like expert. I just think bile is so important that you need to clean the bile. So I started, um, focusing on what Kelly Halderman, Dr. Kelly Halderman calls phase 2.5 detox, which is like in between two and three phase phases, two and three, and really like cleaning up the bile so that those toxins that get stuck in the bile can be removed and that my detox pathways can be open. So much of it, when you are chronically ill for so many years, you know, your lymph is full, your bile's full, everything is just full up. And um, the Lyme world really opened me into understanding how to open those detox pathways, how to work so that um, we can get at that, these root infections that are causing the inflammation, causing the biotoxins that were in me. Um, it was that, you know, cleaning up the body, cleaning up the those infections, and then also um, rewriting that after you do all that, I rewrote the neural pathways um, with uh, doing um, DNRS, Annie Hopper's DNRS right. program. And I also did, um, you know, a couple of, uh, rounds of psychedelics, which, af uh, which specifically ayahuasca, um, which then I felt retrained my brain. So doing the DNRS, the, I did mm -hmm. EMDR also. Um, so I did these things to kind of put my brain instead of going down the same neural pathways that they've gone down when I'm full of these bugs, um, cause these neural pathways are kind of feeding the bugs They're, you know, our, um, our, our gut, there are certain microorganisms that wait until our stress levels are high and then they capitalize on that and create more inflammation and create the situation that's right for them. So imagine that, you know, so much of my neural pathways were being funneled towards these 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 microbes. Um, so right. I feel that it's important to retrain the brain. Now you don't necessarily, anyone can do whatever they feel like they don't have to do psychedelics, but that was the path that I chose. And, um, I have, I have not had any depression since. Wow. What a story. So to, to be clear, then the 2018 diagnosis of the Lyme, um, implies that just to be clear, you got, you had Lyme before this, it's just saying that you finally got diagnosed. Correct. So do they have I mean, they can't even guess then when you would have actually had. Yeah. Place. And I've never had a tick bite. I grew up in Southern California. Um, so that also sh people should know that you don't need a tick bite to get Lyme disease. Absolutely. And how, well, and I also want to ask too, so I know that it doesn't have to be a tick, but how common is it there? Because like here where I live in Pennsylvania that you won't even believe this, this is nuts. So they uh, do a map every year of like all the counties in PA. And we have so many ticks that they'll actually show you like what percentage of the deer tick out here have it. My county was the lowest and 25% of the deer tick was carrying Lyme. Like the highest county had like 48%. So when my girlfriend moved out here, um, and I actually got the dog uh, sitting next to me right now. So he's a 90 pound big boy, great dog. When he ran through the field for the first time, like I just, I, I'm, I'm so used to it out here and just assuming people have the shots and stuff, but she came from Washington. And so when he ran through the field, he's like, 20 ticks <gasps> on him. And she's like, why are all these ticks on him? I'm like, well, does he have his thing? She's like, no, we don't get shots for that where I live. And I'm like, yeah, no, he needs, he needs these shots, right? He needs these things to, um, or medications yeah. for preventing this stuff from sticking to him. So, um, my point is like, how common is it for someone that grows up in Southern California to get this from something else? You know, I, I don't know how common it is. I think it's becoming more and more common. Um, I don't, you know, want to scare anyone, but I, you know, these, they call them vector borne illnesses, which means anything that bites or, you know, literally draws blood right, right. Um, can carry these. And even like cat, you know, like um, having cats, like cat scratch illness is um, Bartonella, and that's a co-infection um, that usually is seen with Lyme. So there are lots of different ways that we can be around these types of um, vectors, animals that could be carrying it. So it's it's more common than I think uh, is being talked about. 
Well, okay. Then from an anecdotal perspective, I'm kind of curious. Like if I, when you lived in, uh, LA, like if you went and talked to someone, I'm wondering like what percentage of people would know about Lyme. If I walk, I could walk down this town and talk to a hundred people and all 100 have heard of Lyme because it's that common around here. Now they don't know about the chronic implications, but you know, every single person, that's just something that you learn about when you're young here. Like, so is that, that, I'm saying, is it common enough that if you talk to a hundred random people in LA, would there be anyone that hasn't heard of this? Do you think? I don't, not anymore. It's very, it's very common now. Yeah. It's very common and people, at least they'll know somebody that's had it. And I don't hear very often, um, stories of success with Lyme because there are, you know, you have to go come at it in multiple different ways. Um, Mm -hmm. so I feel like I've had, um, because of my training as an FDN, I have that foundation that has helped me with, uh, deal with the Lyme. Also, I have a couple of, um, mentors, you know, one mentor, he's an FDN and his name is Scott Forsgren. Do you know Scott Forsgren? Mm -hmm. He's the better. I feel the, like I've seen this name, but I don't know him. He's well. the better health guy. This guy. Okay. Okay. Honestly, he has helped me so much um, with the, pe- the people that he has on, and he's an FDN. So he he was the one that I listened to him so much, and then I also was like, "What's FDN?" If this mm-hmm. guy so brilliant is an FDN, I want to know what FDN is. Nice, nice. And when did you? I actually don't even know this. When did you go through FDN itself? Uh, Twenty nineteen. And I graduated okay, in 2020, cool. which was a, a good time for that because we, you know, we all know we were all just stuck inside. So, yeah, it was weird. Like I actually, um, because you and I talked before. It's like I know that you have your practice, and we'll talk about that. It's not like we are people that like to have some other variety in our life too, right? It's not like 50 hours a week of clients. And uh, that was the one time I really, man, I fell back on that certification, and I just started talking about it more online. And it was amazing how many people were willing to sign up with me on a, on a fairly short notice basis just by sharing some things on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and I think it was, it was a good time too, because people hadn't run out of money yet. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it was like 2020. Yeah, I'll spend on some stuff, you know, only two more weeks to flatten the curve. Right. And so we'll be good to go. And then it's like, all right, nice. I'm glad that, uh, I'm glad that they got to work with me because we did help a lot of people out, especially that was a crazy time and could have given anyone depression, even if they aren't a don't have anything else wrong with them. It's enough to make the average person depressed. So the last thing we need is you having all these other chronic issues going on that you don't know about. And then the whole world shutting down. So what did you, what did you gain from FDN? And what I mean by that is like, you're, you're one of the rare people that we bring on that was like fairly well versed prior to going through FDN. I mean, you've been in this for a while. You've clearly done a ton of research. You made great progress. So um, what did FDN offer someone like you who already has a lot of knowledge? Oh gosh. I mean, it is a game changer. It was such a game changer mm-hmm. for me because I had all this auxiliary knowledge that came from all these different places. I had done different workshops and I was, I became a certified herbalist. It was like a almost two years of schooling for that. But I had never had this foundation, which gave me a structure from how to work with clients. Um, That was so important and learning to be a really good health detective. So asking the right questions, if you're not asking the right questions, which is, has a lot to do with epigenetics. Like, where did you grow up? I don't know. Why do people are like, when I ask them questions about what environment they grew up in, they're like, no one has ever asked me that question. No one has ever asked me, you know, so many of these questions that are so pertinent. Were you breastfed? Were you vaginally delivered? You know, how, how many rounds of antibiotics have you taken? Um, you, you would be shocked at how many people I've worked with in the Midwest where they grew up in farm areas with, you know, really, really um, big agriculture where it's like intense spraying of, of these crops, which now they're starting to have like neurological issues. So FDN brought me to have this perspective of you need to be using these certain, these intake forms that really give us a roadmap as to where to go next. Um, So that was one thing. Another thing was being able to correlate. So here's symptoms and some, you know, symptoms are so important, but how can we also have this like reflection or mirror, like what's going on in the labs that are going to correlate So the more that I saw case studies with the program, the more I would get a, a, like a reflex. Oh, okay. That correlates to that symptom. So it Mm -hmm. was that training of constantly seeing these case studies that helped me to be a better practitioner and be able to identify more quickly what these symptoms are correlated to. 
And then lastly, um, you know, the dress protocol, which I know you've, Mm -hmm. you've probably talked about so many times here, but really that also we, we have to, as like holistic practitioners, we have to address everything. And, you know, I come from a background, I'm a nutritional supplement expert. I've spent definitely over 15,000 hours dealing with supplements, talking about supplements. Um, and that's not the whole picture. The whole picture is not just supplements or just diet. You know, we have to address stress. We have to address trauma. We have to talk about all of those things that, um, not every practitioner, especially in functional medicine, um, you know, a lot of them just want to throw supplements at you, which is great. Supplements help. Trust me. Like, thank God for them. But we have to every act, you know, uh, letter in that acronym is, has its value. Cool. All right. That's awesome. And it, it is interesting to hear from someone again, who had like a very well-versed background in this and still sees value from the course. Because it's so fascinating because we get on the other side, there's people that are coming from a job as, uh, you know, an accountant <laughs> and they, they know about health, but they're like just getting into the natural side and they take FDN and they have a completely different experience where they get a ton of value in a different way. So it's just always so cool that this course can somehow actually work for people that are brand new, but then also be very helpful. I mean, we have MDs that go through the yeah. course, right? It's just it's always interesting to me that it can still serve these populations um, in very unique and, and genuine ways. Like they'll say this did work for me and did help. Uh, me. So were you working with clients to some degree before this? Because I'm getting the timeline, right? 27 started at the, um, that huge supplement thing. You did that for eight and a half years, you said. So that takes us like roughly 35. And then there's a gap. So what I, were you doing in the I last for Life years? Extension, which is another um, okay, nutritional okay. supplement company. And oh, nice. So you've been out there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah it's driven, you know, 100,000 miles in my 13 years as an educator. Yeah for nutritional supplements. So I worked for life extension. And then once I, I did life, it worked with life extension for three years. And then I, that's when I really started taking seriously my certifications. Um, so mm-hmm. did the 18 months as a herbalist certification and then did, um, a yoga and Ayurveda certification because I had that, um, on my heart. I love, um, Ayurveda as well. And I love mm-hmm. Chinese medicine too. So I've done a lot deep dive on Chinese medicine and then FDN was like my pulling it all together. Um, so it was like, and cool. that as I have been working with clients since 2020, Nice. All right. And so again, we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit more at the very end, but I, I know that the client thing is not the full-time thing for you. There's other things going on that again, we just, the more you talk, the more I realize, okay, like this person's very similar to me. So so I I get that, but you obviously serve a a specific type of clientele probably more often than not. So uh, who is a person that if they're listening today and they're already liking this, like, wow, this woman's really cool. Like I'm relating to her a lot. Who is uh, the ideal client for you that comes and works with you? What might they be dealing with? Oh, definitely someone who is fatigued is, uh, doesn't know what is going on and why they're feeling this way. I, I really have a heart for behavioral health and mood, mood disorders because of my background. And because I really, really understand how to uh, reconnect those, um, those pathways from the brain to the gut. And so it would be somebody who is dealing with, um, with mood issues and they just, and fatigue. I mean, I am like, I know exactly what to do in those cases. Usually, you know, chronic illness, um, mold illness. Yeah. Some, a lot of people don't know that they were exposed to mold. Mold is a is very insidious. Fungal infections are really insidious. I think they are more mm-hmm. common than we talk about. Um, yeah. Fungus is just really brilliant. You know, all of the microbes are brilliant because of how they replicate and how they communicate with each other. But fungus is another story, I think. And we got to understand how to, um, to get to knock fungus back. So it's not overgrown and really taking over your neural pathways and messing with your nervous system. Sure. Very cool. All right. Well, that's just, that's cool that you serve that population because, you know, our time here, is very short and it, it's strange. I don't know what happened in the last two years. I've always kind of been, and not always in a negative way, sometimes just in a, a truly curious way. I've always been like fascinated since five years old about this idea that like, okay, well, we have like this temporary experience on this planet. And I remember like looking at the adults in my life. I'm like, how are you guys not preoccupied with this? Like I am like preoccupied with this idea that like we just come here and then we leave. <laughs> and th- this last two years has been, um, 
very interesting for me where I'm like, wow, this is really short. Like uh, one through 18, I maybe it's just be a school and school sucks. Like <laughs> I felt like it dragged on. I'm like, okay, no, wow. hundred years or 80 years, 90 years. It's a long time. And then uh, the, the curse, I guess, of being involved in so many things that I do love. And, and you've had this experience probably too, with again, doing things that you're passionate about is yes, your, your days are amazing, but the time flies. And I'm like, wow, this is I'm like 70, 80 years. I'm like, that's not as much as I no, thought it was. At for sure. Um, and so to my point in mentioning that, though, is chronic illness in general is not something we want to be dealing with in this short time that we have here, let alone d- depression and, and these other mood issues, like thinking maybe that there's no point to our life, having that hopelessness or at worst, uh, suicidal ideation. Yeah. Um, when our time here is already so short, right? We want to enjoy it to the best of our ability. So I just I so appreciate and empathize you serving those communities. I think that's amazing. Um, can I ask then too, since it's been two years and you are like super focused, I'm guessing that like you give your all to your clients, just like you seem to do with other things. Uh, is there like one or two really cool client testimonials that sticks out? Like maybe just awesome stories and to the degree that you're able to share the information. I know oh, some yeah. of that's private, but yeah. I'm just curious if anything sticks out. So I've out. actually worked with um, some children and, okay. um, one of them, I have a, a friend of mine who I met at Erewhon years and years ago. She's now an acupuncturist in Louisiana and she's just brilliant. Her name is, uh, Emily Keaty. And, um, together we have worked with some different types of population. And one of them was a child. And, um, because of my knowledge, uh, with, um, with the microbiome and the gut brain, I, I learned about a product called Bravo. Um, Bravo is um, the GCMAF protein that is put into a, uh, a yogurt substance, or you could take it as a freeze dry in a freeze dried capsule. But this uh, miracle substance created by Dr. Marco Ruggio um, can, I'm saying can, may, you know, I'm not making any claims here, but can help create these um, con- new c- these neural connections back between the brain and the gut. And one of them was um, a two-year-old little girl who had trouble speaking. She really hadn't spoken much. And as we know, um, girls speak before boys. So a, a little girl t- taking up to, you know, she had been two years old and still wasn't verbal um, was a concern for her parents. Um, and as soon as we gave her that Bravo uh, yogurt. She and within two days she started speaking. Wow, uh, that was so was huge. And just having, I know, I know that was huge. Um, and just having that the the wherewithal to be able to say, hey, why don't we try this? Why don't we try to get that intelligence back into the gut? Um, so that was a huge one. And that one was something that I didn't have to work that hard to get to happen. It was just a suggestion that I made based on mm-hmm. um, my own personal experience with Bravo and my um, my research. Uh, so that was a, a great one. And then um, I had another friend who um, has overcome breast cancer and I supported her during that. And it was funny because I just kind of started my journey as an FDN. So I was a little unsure. I was like, okay, is that, you know, I want to make sure I'm giving her all of the correct support. She cancer. Yeah. And, um, she also saw a functional holistic MD, which is really rare, like a oncologist MD who was holistic minded. Mm -hmm. And it was like, my suggestions really were almost exactly what the MD had suggested. So that made me feel really good and helped her um, have the confidence to do a more holistic route with the breast cancer. And now she's, she's thriving. This is so cool. Um, that's awesome. Especially with the two year old. I, man. I mean, not that the cancer thing isn't amazing, but I just, um, I have such a, and it's probably biased because we went through things as young people. I have like this extreme sympathy and empathy for kids. I'm like, dude, they didn't ask for this. And like, they come into this world and then we give them all these toxins and all this crazy stuff's going on. Right. And, uh, you know, that's supposed to be like these innocent years where you haven't really made any choices to lead to the bad outcomes that you're getting yet. So to help them rewrite their childhood and even their entire life, honestly, uh, that's amazing. I've never, of all the client testimonials I've asked for on here, I I don't think I've ever heard a story like that from a a nonverbal two-year-old, not only becoming verbal, but becoming verbal in a matter of a couple of days uh, because of something very specific. It's like, that's just, that's very interesting. So I like to tell as many, um, that's why I think I'm saying this because that GCMAF protein um, in the form of Bravo is just a miracle. So. Okay. 
check it out. I might have some myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> where, because I'm going to transition after this into, we'll talk about more core stuff for 10 minutes. And it actually might be an audio we might uh, be able to use with some of our people that we talk to in the future. Great. So where can people find you? Again, it's not like, you know, it's not like you want to take an abundance of clients, but if someone really feels called and like, Hey, I love this woman. I think she'd relate to me a lot and can help me. Where could they find you in your practice? Well, it's, um, I have a website and it's my name, mm-hmm. Brianne Gates, and it's spelled B R I B R I B R I A N N E G A T E S dot com. Um, so you can go on there. Uh, and I'm also, I'm on Instagram at vibe underscore engineer. Excellent. All right. So we'll have that in the show notes for you guys, of course. And then for um, the last 10 minutes here, I just, while I have you on, I think we have to take the opportunity to really talk about some of the course stuff. Yeah. Um, so Brian, I had done course enrollment stuff before uh, and during the podcast, left for a little bit, came back recently. I um, mean, now you've been here for at least several months doing this so and, and killing it, right? Just having so many people uh, join us. And what I love about our current way of doing this now is we are so focused on discerning whether or not our program really is a good fit for someone at a given time. So the people that we're bringing in are really meant to be doing this at a given time. We might give recommendations for something else if we believe that's better, or maybe they just have to pause something in their life first before they could come and do this. So um, what are some like really common questions that you're finding you're getting asked that you wish they kind of knew maybe before they came on some of these calls? Because again, we could repurpose this audio. We could do a whole separate podcast too, but I think think this might be useful today to talk about some of this. Yeah, stuff. great. You know, I think something that people want to know is like, how do I make a career of this? Um, you know, I think a lot of people are new into being an entrepreneur. I was, I had always been an employee. Um, so having my own business, how did I navigate that? And one thing that I found that was really, really crucial in making this my own, making this a career that was viable was, um, is telling my story number one in a in a place where people could identify with me. So, on my website is a great place for just to make your bio. So, what have you gone through? Most people that we talk to have 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 a story, have a healing journey. So that is what other people are drawn to. It's not your accolades. It's not where you went to school. It's so much about what you have overcome yourself, so that people can identify with you. So I think that is a calling card. I think, you know, putting on there also your services, like what do you would like to do? What kind of tests do you offer um, that your services? And then what I did is I, I made like a, I made like a PowerPoint presentation, very short one that I converted into a PDF and I would attach it to emails and send it out to doctors because I wanted to work in a clinic setting. And, you know, nobody told me to do this. Nobody was like, well, this is how you get a job. And this is how you do this. It was more like, Hey, I just found, um, I looked at different doctors in my area or where I wanted to work. And I would just email their office and see if they needed my services. And, um, interestingly enough, that was my first, uh, I really got my feet wet working with an allopathic physician. He was not a functional medicine physician. And he um, he was like, hey, I really want to get into functional medicine. And I'm going to bring you on. I'm going to bring you on mm-hmm. to do all my functional medicine. I'm going to bring you on to, and we'll work together and create some programs for the clients. Um, so that's a great way for people to, if they feel like, mm, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the entrepreneurial thing. I'm going to have my own clients. But why not reach out and work like two days a week in a clinic and offer your services to a doctor that's probably overwhelmed, probably wants yeah. to get into functional medicine and and literally doesn't have the time, um, doesn't have the knowledge yet. So um, I did that two different times. I worked in clinics. Nice. And, um, you know, I think that's a, a great uh, like people don't really realize that that's an option, you know, working in a compounding mm-hmm. pharmacy, just, you know, helping them sell supplements and then maybe doing some testing. Um, you know, there's so many different ways if you're creative and have the gusto to put yourself out there. Very cool. Um, and yeah, I, you just seem like you're very innovative with this stuff. Like, yeah, no one has to tell you to do it. I'm just what can they say? No. And it, and exactly. it worked out very well. Like, for oh, you. well. <laughs> uh, yeah. I always, yeah, this is like sales stuff 101, right? And it applies for entrepreneurship because entrepreneurship, you're going to have to sell something at some point. 
if you never ask, the answer is already no. So the worst thing that can happen when you ask is you get a no. (laughs) Well, you already had that. So it can only be a yes or something that you already had. So you got to get into that mindset. Um, The person that I actually ended up on the call with after our meeting today was a chiropractor that was calling for, I I didn't even realize, but I'd already talked to the other individual. So she works in his practice and he wants to send her through FDN because he can do adjustments, right? And it would take him the same amount of time to go through FDN as her. But the difference is it would take her seven, eight years to go through chiropractic school versus eight months, roughly on average to go through FDN, right? So, um, you know, six years ago when I went through the course, I wouldn't have necessarily said that there was, I mean, you could have created it for yourself, but I wouldn't necessarily have said there was an abundance of opportunities to work with other people. But now in AFDNP, which is our professionals group post-graduating, there are like weekly job opportunities for individuals. And this is increasing. So it's tough to say that it won't become more than weekly uh, soon enough, where these chiropractors, acupuncturists, even MDs are seeing the value of having someone functionally oriented in their clinic. And they're like, okay, we'll go hire FDNs. And these are not $15 an hour job, guys. I I saw someone listing for 130. Now, don't get your hopes up. That's (laughs) not all the time. But I was like, the fact that someone values this certification enough that they are saying, we will hire one of your grads and we're going to pay them 130 an hour. I was like, that's amazing. Like what a testament to what we're doing. Absolutely. You know, know, um, every single day I get a call from someone who has been Mm -hmm. referred to us by a, a practitioner. So uh, usually it's, Mm -hmm. I'm being referred these people are being referred by doctors who have heard about us. Um, and one thing I always tell people is that FDNs are held to a higher standard. You're not, you don't just pass FDN with a 70% or better and like, oh, we hope that you yeah. learned the material. It's like, no, no, no. You have to demonstrate that you know this material. And and you demonstrate that three times, as you know, So uh, mm-hmm. during the course. And so people are starting to hear more and more about the level of, um, of efficacy that, that these FDNs have and they want that for themselves. Yeah. I think one of the other things too, um, that people, you know, come and talk about a lot, is like, how feasible is this to actually, uh, go work online and, and do my own thing. And the truth is, Yes, there are many characteristics and factors that go into an individual succeeding in that type of thing. But what FDN now has gotten so good at when we offer the business school, and this is something that you can incorporate now when you enroll in the, I mean, this wasn't even around when Brianne went through, like now you can incorporate this into your monthly payments when you purchase the course. It's amazing. And they discount it greatly. So you can literally have no business experience, no health experience and go through FDN. You have the tools necessary to help a ton of people. And if you need to take advanced courses to help even crazier, rare cases, you're more than welcome to do that. But FDN will get you pretty darn far. And on top of that, oh, no business experience, no problem. We created something business-oriented just for FDNs. And that covers the taxes, that covers the emails, it covers the the lead stuff online, the websites. I mean, it's literally everything. So it's kind of amazing to see that we're this one-stop shop now. And um, I know this is always tough because, of course, we're the course enrollment people. But I, I think a lot of people uh, listen regularly to the show. It seems like that with our stats. And so I know that they hopefully trust me when I say this. When I see that the course with the business school added in is only 10 grand, I honestly think one of our biggest problems is that we undersell this. Like we should literally be charging more for what we're, I mean, you can go out and start a whole career with this and charge significant money. It's true. It's, it's really um, like a business in a box in a way. And it's something that you can be so proud of that you feel like you're making a, a huge contribution to society. And this is only, as COVID was a great thing. As much as it was detrimental to so many different aspects of our lives, it really opened people's eyes to alternative choices in medicine. Mm-hmm. And more and more people are like, hey, I'm going to try this. And they understand, I want to make this point. Yes, you do pay out of pocket. That is how it is. Mm-hmm. But so many people aren't getting any help from insurance-based healthcare. And they're like, why am I paying all this money monthly, yearly to go nowhere? And so people are willing to pay now um, for their, for their health. This is not, you know, 10 years ago or even three years ago. I mean, this is, things are absolutely changing and rapidly. Um, People want real healthcare that's holistic, like FDA provides. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, it's an amazing time. Um, It sucks that people are so sick, but 
there's no shortage of business is the way to say it. So the best thing that could ever happen is we do go out of business. And the reason we would is because there's just no sick people. Oh. Um, guys, unfortunately, we got a long time before that's going to happen. You know what I mean? I, I don't even know if that's going to be in our lifetime, the way no, I mean, uh, like, things are going. I, I thought, everyone I talked to. I really thought pandemic would be the time where like, oh, everyone's at home. They're going to be eating better. And it's like the stats show the opposite. Like literally people got unhealthier or more unhealthy than they were before. And I get it because like it's easier to make excuses, I guess. And and we're stressed. Everyone was right. stressed out. So fair enough. But I was like, oh, this is it. This is the time. And uh no, people need us now more than ever. Um we got about like one or two minutes left in the show. Again, I think it actually, you know, we'll talk to our team, but Brianna, it might be cool if we got on together to do a shorter episode just focused on stuff that we're getting together as course enrollment yeah. advisors. Like what are the top questions? And then when we have people reaching out to us, we have the course tour, of course, but we can send this to people from like a, an enrollment advisor's perspective. That would be so great. We'll, we'll definitely, uh, we'll, we'll humor that and, and, um, talk about that in another time. We want to finish up though with the signature question. I still want to include you in this, of course. Uh, if you guys want to book with us, by the way, to talk. So one of the links in the show notes will be fdntraining.com slash call, fdntraining.com slash call. And then it will take you to the page where you can uh, book either Brianna or I, or again, it might have some round robin system. So I promise we're both cool, people, <laughs> yeah. even though you sound really damn cool after today because <laughs> she got to talk more though. It's not fair. Um, no, I'm kidding. But one the signature question I want to ask you today is if we could give you a magic wand and you could wave it and get every single person in this world to do one thing for their health. So you could choose for them to do one thing or you could get them to stop doing one thing. What is the one thing that Brianne would get them to do? I would get them to... to love themselves, to love themselves more. And what I mean by that, cause that could take a lot of different um, paths, but to love themselves in the way where they ma- manage their stress response so that, and they understand where these triggers are coming from so that they take a pause and they take time out of their day to, to pray, to meditate, to, to love themselves. And, um, feel their feelings so that they can show up less reactive, um, you know, show up less reactive and really show up in their lives with intention coming from a place of, um, you know, not an old behavior pattern coming from a place of love. 20 years of health experience, guys, obviously knows a lot. And that's still the answer. So I hope people actually think about that one and and take that to heart. Thank you so much for coming on today. And I'm excited to hopefully have you on again soon. And we'll talk about uh, some courses. Awesome. Thanks, Evan. 